Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk body shaming and Playboy playmate Danny Mathers and getting fit after 40. Stay tuned for this and more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. I just fade away. Hey, welcome to Fit Club, you guys. I am your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at Fit with Fallon or fitwithfallon.com. My lovely co-hosts. I'm Shaka Smith. You can find me online on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And we will now do the Tiana Taylor uh, dance. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) All right, you guys, we have a great show for you in store today. We have some hot topics, one being Playboy Playmates, Danny Mathers. Uh, is that who you say? Yeah, Danny, Danny Mathers. Mathers. And her body shaming, um, you know, what was it, a tweet? Yeah, Snapchat. Snapchat yeah. that she did recently. Um, we're also going to talk about how being fit after 40 can definitely prevent different health issues and many, many other topics. But let's get into this Playboy Playmate. Now, um, I was in the locker room today at my gym, and uh, there was a woman who was probably in her 70s or late 60s, and I was talking to one of my trainers about this incident, and I could literally see in the mirror her, like, eyes, like, you know, get wider, and um, she kind of chimed in, and it was really interesting to see her perspective, you know, from an older woman who works out. She was as I was telling the story, getting undressed, (laughs) you know, so those of you out there, if you don't know the story, we'll break it down um, for you. So Danny Mathers, Playboy Bunny, Playmate, obviously hot, obviously beautiful, loves to work out, is at LA Fitness. Um, And, you know, sometimes we see things in the locker room that some of us may not want to see, but she took it upon herself to take a picture of a woman who was older um, and she put, uh, do you have the the hashtag or or the what she wrote well, on it. Well, yeah, she wrote something. She said, "If I have to see this, uh, if I can't unsee this, neither can you." And uh, she put it on her story, which was available publicly for anyone to see. And she later claimed that only for one person, as if that would make it better, you know? Yeah. Um, and so the LAPD, or not the LAPD, um, actually it might have been the LAPD police department sought this person who she took the picture of, and the seventy year old woman has now come forth, and she does want um, Danny Mathers to be held uh, to account. Uh, for what she's done. So she now faces misdemeanor dissemination of a private image. Now, if you guys don't know, Shaka is not only a bodybuilder, but he is a lawyer. So (laughs) (laughs) this is perfect. How do you feel about, and this is something that I was talking to the older woman in the locker room and my trainer about, how do you feel about her getting possibly six months in jail time I think, for posting this. I think that would be appropriate. You know? Really? Yeah, I mean, it, the message needs to be driven home. So yeah. to some extent, she would be an example. But especially for someone of her, yeah. ilk, you know, she's kind of a public figure. Yeah. And she's someone who looks exceedingly good. You know, in, in these settings, like, that's kind of her thing. Yeah. And for someone of that kind of standing to then go make fun of someone, it mm. underscores really the need for punishment, I think, in this case. Yeah. Even though she went on to YouTube and publicly apologized, apologized on Twitter, then deleted her social media account, you still think even after apology she should be held accountable. Deleting her social media compared to having your body exposed to the world for, you know, 
and her just denigrating you, really. Yeah. Uh, it's such an invasion of privacy. I think maybe some of us get used to that invasion because we live in social media world. And that's what I was about but to say. It, it's it's such crazy a, yeah. how, like, we're so used to always tweeting, snapping, showing almost every aspect of our world, and we need to draw the line. So I think it's actually good that, you know, yeah. she's going to be held accountable. And the first thought that came to my mind was, that poor woman, that's somebody's grandma, yeah. mom, wife, you She's know? She's now and been assaulted, you know? Exactly. And um, But it was interesting because as I was talking to the older woman uh, in the locker room, I asked her, do you think it's fair that she might face six months in jail? And she said, although, you know, she was very upset about it, she felt that six months jail time or any jail time was a little overboard. She felt like maybe just having her to do community service, say, six months at a nursing home, working with elderly, getting some, you know, I guess feeling more sympathetic for what she had done when she's working with that age group. Yeah, I think that that might be a great solution in terms of having that be part of the punishment. Mm -hmm. Maybe she gets two months in jail and goes and works with the elderly, but I think some jail time in this case would be appropriate. See, I don't think it's appropriate because I feel like, although, again, I don't agree with with what she did, but I feel like we are still kind of learning this social media stuff, so no. we don't know where the like a it's naked different. picture of someone else. No, I, but I, you know, if you drink and drive and you get caught, you could face jail time. But there's no rule book oh, that because says because she didn't contemplate the punishment. Or no, the, yeah. I just honestly, I didn't even know that was possible that she could get jail time for doing that. Oh, but you must. I mean, I, I would think most people know it's illegal to take a naked picture of someone else. I mean. Especially when that person's unaware you're taking the picture. Uno- yeah? Yes, yeah. if they're unaware. Yeah, yeah. But I just so I, we all, I think we all associate that with illegality. We might yeah. not think we're going to get caught, caught but yeah. we know that if I'm taking a picture of someone naked and they don't know I'm taking the picture, this is probably illegal. Well, I would think yeah, you'll get in trouble, but yeah. I didn't know jail time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. I think it fits the offense. I think you yeah. have an expectation of privacy in the in the locker room. Yeah. There you are, naked, exposed to the world, and you yeah. certainly don't expect. Someone take a picture and then publish it, and now now it's national news. Yeah, you know, poor lady. So it didn't make it better that she was only going to send it to one person, but the fact that it's national news is yeah. even more shame. You know, yeah. And I think it's one thing, you know, um, if you're the one putting your body out there, if yeah. you are, you know, like a oh, Kim Kardashian, yeah. you want to show all your body parts. I feel like you're subject to yeah. getting criticized, but like you said, where she's a victim. Yeah, and and. The, She's elderly. And not only was it just a naked picture, it was like she was denigrated, you know? If I have to, if I can't unsee this, neither can you. Like, So, yeah, to me, jail time's appropriate. And a lot of times I see people, especially, like, in the social media generation, like, they'll tweet and get in an accident while they're driving. Mm -hmm. But a month later, they're back to tweeting Tweeting and and driving. driving, Yeah. So sometimes I think, in this case, you need some jail time to really drive from the point this is not acceptable at all. Yeah, you guys out there listening, um, especially on iTunes, please, you know, let us know in the common area, how do you feel about this um, story? Do you feel like she should face jail time? Do you feel like, um, you know, she's taking body shaming to a whole nother level? I personally feel, especially that she's a playmate, and I get it, your body's hot, and you're in these magazines, but I feel like, she definitely shouldn't be judging other people. You know, it's yeah. one thing if she's, 
you know, uh, excited or proud of her own body. But yeah, to mean, shame somebody else for their body not looking the same is... When you're in a position of power in your field, I think it's incumbent on you to, like, promote positivity yeah. and not negativity. And there she is, you know, in terms of body image, yeah. she's at the top of her field. She should be promoting positivity, you know? But karma comes around because when she's 70-something years old, <laughs> you know, so. she's going to look at her body and be like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, we should mention that uh, we did have a guest today, Autumn Calabrese. Unfortunately, she's stuck on set, so she cannot make it. Um, she's going to try to reschedule soon, so hopefully we'll have her back in the studio yeah. for you guys. We'll get her in here. Don't worry, you guys. Um, speaking about aging and getting older, um, you found a cool study that says, you know, as you work out in your 40s, 50s, it can actually help prevent stroke and other health issues. Can you elaborate more on that? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where so many people you hear, oh, it's too late. What do I need to get fit for? I'm not in my 20s or 30s anymore. Um, but it, it can actually lead to positive health benefits. So they did a study between um, 1999 and 2009, with it, which involved 20,000 people. That's between a 45 lot and 50. of people right there. Exactly. So they, they, had them on, they did like a treadmill study and rated people based on their fitness. Mm-hmm. And they found that people that were of the highest fitness were 37% less likely to suffer from stroke after the age of 65. So they were doing something in their um, 40s and 50s to prevent something 15, 20 years down the line. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that was an incredible uh, thing to note, that you can change you know, the way things are going. Yeah, very incredible. And like you were saying, oftentimes people, as they get older, they think, well, you know, what am I getting ready yeah. for? Nothing. And you would think, oh, you know, like my dad, for instance, he um, suffered a stroke uh, a couple years ago and has diabetes. And I never ever thought that it would happen to him because he was so active, you know, in his 20s, teens, and even in his, you know, early 30s, but then he just kind of fell off the wagon. But I thought having had him, you know, doing karate, doing gymnastics, boxing, that would have prevented those things from happening, but unfortunately it didn't. He should have stayed on the ball, especially with the exercising and his nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. So staying continually healthy is always going to work wonders for you and we know that we're living longer now you know people are living to 70s 80s 90s and so if you really want to preserve your quality of life you know it's never too late to start yeah all right so we have five reasons why you won't reach your business and fitness goals yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I love this one because they're they're so well married you know we're always talking about career and fitness and how to balance the two but really if you can you can marry the two and just do well in both yes the first one on the list is you are an info junkie so how can being an info junkie prevent you from reaching your goals in both areas? Well, I, I, I'm sure we're probably both guilty of this. Oh, yeah. But that's what wait, I was going to yeah. say. I automatically <laughs> thought, wait, that, that's Fit Club. But <laughs> what I can say is I do utilize the stuff I learn, and we get to use it for our careers on the show, right? Yeah, exactly. We found a way to make <laughs> all that, exactly. that being a fit, um, information junkie work for us. Uh, but, yeah, we can get bogged down in information. You're, you're getting things left and right, and this diet and that diet Mm -hmm. and sometimes you can get bogged down just decide I don't know what to do and then end up not doing anything yeah so you kind of get like decision fatigue I often get that when I go into there's certain stores I actually won't go into because there's too many options I get overwhelmed everything is cute and I'm going to spend all my money so I like to go to the stores that have less clothes like Sale racks, 
I don't even touch. It's just I'll be there forever. <laughs> too much. It's too, too much. much. Yeah. I just quit. Yeah, it's the same thing with fitness. It's like Atkins diet or Mediterranean diet yep. or this new diet or yep. you know. So yeah, it's a lot. So you make decisions, people. Make decisions. <laughs> Number two, allow when you allow the wrong people into your environment, that can affect your you know your fitness and your work. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's something we know, but sometimes we forget because we like certain people. But you know, if someone is negative and having negative impact. When it comes to fitness, you might need to associate with other people that would be positive. Well, I think we've all seen this. When you have that friend that is lazy, who always wants pizza every Friday night, and you're like, listen, I'm trying to reach my fitness goals. And you're bound to give in some of those nights and have the pizza, too. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) They tell you, you you earn it. You look great. Yeah, so you got to keep those people uh, far away. (laughs) Number three, you let your social media seduce you into... Comparing um, the comparison your, game, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I'd mentioned on the show uh, my first competition. A guy had told me, you know, comparison's a thief of joy. Oh, I love and, that. Uh, I think I actually told you that before that I love that. That's a tweet, tweet. Yeah, exactly. That's a little tweet, tweet for you guys. Comparison's a thief of joy. And you know, for me, it was at that show. I was completely happy with the way I looked until I started looking around. And social media, we do the same thing. We, we look at these great bodies, oh, and as this article mentioned. One thing to remember is you're looking at someone's final product, not their rough draft. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm putting my best version of me on that photo shoot picture comes out. Mm -hmm. And that's like time down to the hour to look good for that one day. And then it's edited afterwards. So you you really don't (laughs) want to use that as a metric, you know. Look at it for inspiration, but do not get into the comparison game. I feel like us women, and I'm sure you guys do it too, but especially for us women, uh, I feel like we do it so much when we see, you know, a woman who had a baby and bounces back quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we try to, well, how come I didn't bounce back? Or I didn't even have a kid. How come I don't look like that? Yeah. And and it it can, it's to the point sometimes where I have even unfollowed certain people <laughs> because I'm like, listen, those six-pack abs are never going to happen to me. I will always be a four-packer. So you know what? I can't take looking at every single <laughs> selfie, so I'm going to unfollow you. Yeah. I like to follow people who inspire me, but they're, like, not, like, on roids yeah. or, you know, because I feel like, and we've had this conversation before, you know, there's a lot of girls who I didn't know were on oh, yeah. those substances until you told me, and I'm like, well, that makes sense because here I am <laughs> doing everything they told me to do. Not getting those yeah. same results, you know, where they're running to the surgeon. Yeah, I think when it comes to social media, it, all, it has to be about what is inspiring to you, what you find positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we follow people, but we don't follow the same rules in our personal life that we do on social media. And if we were more um, discerning, on social media as we are in our personal lives, mm-hmm. I think we'd probably be a little bit happier with social media. So follow people that you would also want to be your friend when you read about them. Like, exactly. Yeah, just don't follow them because they look good. Yes. What are they about? And so yes. make, make a conscious decision, and I think that will help a lot. Yeah, I like that. That's why I follow you, because oh, I actually like you. <laughs> <laughs> and number four, you play the waiting game. I thought this one was interesting because I think... I can't even count how many times. I still haven't done my fitness show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to do John Sally's vegan challenge. The plan. vegan challenge. Yeah. So I, I, yes, the time is now after so, I come back from so, vacation. Yeah, well, <laughs> start now. Because you know, what I like about the waiting game is there's never any uh, 
no good time. Yeah. And it was funny. I was talking to someone years ago about like having children and they were like, when you want to have a baby, you just have to have it because yeah. you're never, never ready. a good time. Yeah. No, and I it's agree. the same thing when it comes to fitness. We, we find all these excuses, excuses for this and that. Yeah. And I got this job and we're flying home to Boston. Start exactly. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I preach this to my clients. And again, I need to. Hey, well, you can be a public role in, model, right? right now. I need to take it in myself. Um, and number five, you equate busy with productive. This one I see all the time, yeah. and you know, sometimes I have to sit my own self down and say, "What is it that you really need to get done?" Yeah. Because you're doing all this, but really, None you're of it's not moving the ball exactly. Yeah. Like when I go to the gym, you know. Sometimes I have a 20-minute workout, and I kicked my butt. Mm -hmm. And there's other times where I'm in there for an hour and 20. And I'm like, I didn't even burn half the calories (laughs) that I did in 20 minutes. So I think this is, you know, a really, really good one. Yeah, and that's just, it's going to be like a self-check. You have to to look at what you've done and say, look, you know, am I tired from, because I was productive, or am I tired because I just found busy work to do? Yeah. And and that's when I've also fallen into the trap of where I have to check myself and say, wait a minute, let's not just be busy. Let's actually be productive. Yeah. How do you, or what what suggestions or tips would you give yourself or, or even to other people? How do you check yourself? How do you know when to check yourself? I, I, I don't know. It, it's is it when an, your your belt and your jeans can't fit <laughs> and your stomach is hanging over? It's it's almost an automatic process for me now. I guess if I if when it comes to fitness, if I, if I'm leaving the gym, you know, three or four days a week, and I notice I'm just not tired, like I just had. A, too much of a good time for, for the four days in a week, then I, then I, I know I, I was busy. I wasn't yeah. really productive. Yeah. When you leave the gym, you should have a little fatigue. You should yeah. feel like you went through something difficult. You, yeah. know? Um, you don't want to injure yourself, but it should feel like a workout. You know? yeah. You've been going to too many workout Wednesdays, huh? Yeah. You know? Chatting, socializing <laughs> exactly. with all the celebrities. And, and there is a time for that. I mean, I, you always want your fitness space or whenever you work out to be something that's inviting to you. Mm -hmm. and appealing. But at the same time, you do have to make sure you're more productive than just busy. I agree. All right. We have a pretty cool story for you. Frank Ocean's mother creates a sunscreen for people of color. Um, She kind of, her name is Catania. She kind of explained that she was sick of putting sunscreen on and I don't know if you had that problem out there listening, but sometimes you get that, that white that, Casper yeah. overtone, yeah. and she was sick of it. So she's teamed up with her um, son, who is Frank Ocean, like I said, and created a product product called Unsun. And it's a broad-spectrum face cream, and it works well with all skin types, dark, light, anything. And it was designed by Brew after years of frustration, like I said using SPFs that just gave her that ghostly color. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, I went through the same thing. All you know, putting on the SPF, I didn't mind as much, but yeah, mm-hmm. certainly it wasn't always a good look. She goes on to talk about how um, she went to uh, what was it a demonstration um, after she launched the product a couple weeks ago in LA, and it really gave the blonde woman even a nice glow, like you know, white skin, blonde hair, but it also blended into the darker skin colors um, and gave them a nice tint. 
The active ingredient that she has in the product is zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. So it's not going to irritate your skin and it's not going to penetrate into your bloodstream. So she seems very health conscious as well. And I like that she even noted the different ingredients that are in the sunscreen. So kudos to her. She um, also says there are some companies that do need to do better when it comes to other products, especially for women of color. Um, She says she's starting with this sunscreen, but hopefully this will launch her into creating many other products um, with this issue. Yeah, I'm glad she she's done this because I think so many times people so many times people of color assume we don't need sunscreen; it's not necessary, but we do. And it, you know, yes, and we do. Yeah, we still can get skin I'm, cancer. We can still and peel, burn, and we can yes. still burn. So and I, it took me. I burned once before. You I know? did too. So, yeah, I was like, what? So really? yeah, it's definitely something that you have to watch out for, yeah. regardless. All right, we have four ways to increase your willpower. Um, Oftentimes, you know, I'll train clients and, you know, other trainers will say to me, you know, um, they lack willpower. That's their issue. And after, you know, researching and on willpower, how to get it, even I struggle with the willpower. (laughs) Um, I found these cool uh, four tips to increase your willpower. One of them that I, I one thing that I found out that was interesting about this was that your nutrition has a lot to do with willpower. If you are malnourished and fatigued, sleep as well, you will have a harder time making those important decisions. Yeah, well, you know, they tell you never go to the grocery store hungry. Oh, man. You know what I do? This is bad. I go to the grocery store, and if I'm hungry, I I always get, like, trail mix or, like, almonds or cashews. I snack as I shop, and I tell. But the the good thing is I tell when I get it, you know, rung up. I say, hey, I've been eating this for a while. There was about five pounds in that bag. (laughs) Exactly. So they kind of, it's funny, a lot of times they'll just be like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll just weigh whatever is left. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry. I was hungry. So, um, yeah, one of those things, like we said, is um, being malnourished. You want to make sure you eat healthy, especially if you have, for me, I love sweets. That is my, if I see cake, I just want to eat it, you know? So if I have any chance of not eating that cake, I need to be fed. And I've been doing this for the last couple of days, and it actually has been working today. There was cupcakes Mm -hmm. and cake in the gym, and I was like, oh, I'm actually full. I'm okay. Who brings cupcakes and cake (laughs) to the gym? But, you know, for us trainers who work there and it's somebody's birthday party. Then you get all that. And, yeah, yeah, so another um, topic we just kind of discussed was uh, the sleep. You have to have adequate sleep. If I think with anything in life, if you want to give 100%, percent and and succeed in any area you need sleep your body needs you know sufficient sleep i know i'm wearing my um polar heart rate monitor and what i love about this it tells you your sleep cycle it tracks my sleep cycle i'll pull it up for you guys right now did you get good sleep (laughs) let's see um It varies, and it's... Does it ever match, like, does it match up to what you think? You wake up, do you feel rested, then you realize you had awful sleep before? Yeah, sometimes (laughs) I'm like, wait, what's going on? Um, Okay, so I slept, I did pretty well last night, Um, I slept 8 hours and 21 minutes, I had 84% restful sleep. Oh, wow. Of that, 
seven hours and one minute was actually like deep restful sleep and an hour and 20 minutes was restless sleep. But I know, I, I know that to be true because I usually, um, go in my room an hour earlier. Like if I know I want to be asleep by 11, I'll get in the bed 10 o'clock just to shut my brain down. I'll black out the room, make sure the curtains are closed. I'll dim my phone and I'll like kind of, yeah, just wind down. Yeah. So that makes sense. I I knew I wasn't sleeping the entire time. That's so smart though, because then you can kind of figure out what your sweet spot for sleep is. Like that can let you figure out, Oh, I need six hours of deep sleep to feel amazing. Or I need only four or I need eight, you know? Yeah. So that's a great way to track uh, track your own metrics. All right. I'm looking at this study. I'm trying to find the other the other two topics. Let's see. Uh... Got it. So another one is it all depends from hour to hour, depending on the degree of immediately recent mental stress. Um I guess that makes sense because I notice when I'm stressed out, I'll go eat something. Yeah. It doesn't matter oh, of course, yeah. if I just <laughs> ate, if I had a long night's sleep, I will just grab it. I think stress can do a lot of things to us where we wouldn't normally want to do. Yeah. But we're stressed and we just want to feel better. And then you then you got to have your coping mechanisms and what do you eat when you're stressed? You know, if you're eating vegetables or fruit or mm-hmm. or chips or something that is healthier than you would normally be eating. I think that can help a lot. Yeah. Well. So this uh, this article is saying, you know, meditation will help with that. If you can control the stress, meditate, that will increase your willpower. And the last one, last but not least, oh, cleaning your room. That's interesting. Hmm. Again, maybe that will correlate with the stress. You know, I know when I'm overwhelmed, my place needs to be cleaned. You know, if you have too much going oh, on, well, yeah. Shock is laughing. I think he's a messy person. He's probably like, "Oh, I throw everything well, no, everywhere." No, no, I, I believe it to be true. Like when you have a clean space, so that your mind is more ordered. I find when I'm clean, like I can actually think a little bit clearer. Yeah, because you're not focusing or getting distracted yeah. by all the clutter and all the yeah. old food you didn't throw away. And, and I think your I think laundry. It's, it's so important because I think what you really want for willpower is to create habits. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to get people to create habits for themselves. Like, like going to the gym. How do you have the willpower to go to the gym every day? Mm-hmm. It's because I tell myself if I do zero workout or a long one, I'm still going to go. You know, If I go to the gym and decide to sit in the sauna for 10 minutes and leave, which I've done, it's still creating that habit. So sometimes you have to just train yourself. So maybe you have that piece of food before you go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. And you just make that the mission is having that food before you go grocery shopping. Yeah. All of a sudden that becomes habit after doing it for you know a long enough period of time. So then you're not falling into these positions where your willpower is weak. Yeah. Tony Robbins, he does this. He literally every morning jumps into a cold tub mm-hmm. of like freezing water and he explained in his um, his latest documentary, which was pretty good on Netflix, I'm Not Your Guru, mm-hmm. um, he explained the reason why he does this is because he wants to train his body and his mind that he is in control. What he thinks, what he says, he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So, And it wakes you up once you're in there. It, it, it shocks you. It gives you a huge testosterone boost, too. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> kudos to Tony. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be doing that yeah. anymore. Sometimes I'll take a cold shower to wake more up. Yeah, but... that's an undercover fitness tip. It's a can also lead to a boost in testosterone. So, 
I don't need any more of that, but thank you. Uh, all right. Our next um, topic to chat about is why you should ditch the shoes when you go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I have seen girls and guys alike do this, yeah. and I always questioned it. The first thing that rings or comes to mind is that's dangerous. Exactly. and, and- All that weight. And you drop it on your feet? Yeah. And so and they, um, they did say that it was not really beneficial for squats because of the risk of injury. Mm-hmm. So when you are doing squats, you might want to wear some sort of uh, a shoe mm-hmm. <laughs> that gives you some support. But for deadlifts, uh, mm-hmm. deadlifts, it might be a workout that would strengthen those muscles. Yeah. So um, this article says your foot has almost an identical architecture to your hand. Imagine if you stuffed your hands in thick gloves all day, you decrease your awareness and sensation of those limbs. So not only are you gaining strength, but you're gaining, I think, more movement. You're gaining more sensory. Um, I don't know if I would try this. I know as a gymnast, you know, growing up, I wouldn't wear shoes, but that's because we weren't lifting weight, you know. But I feel like I have more balance or I can do some things that a lot of people say, well, how can you do that? And I just feel like I have a lot of balance in my feet because I did gymnastics for so long barefoot. Yeah, I I, I did the Vibram shoes. You know, I've done the barefoot uh, shoes in the gym. And I did find a difference, and I felt that I... Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I was getting stronger in areas of my foot that I hadn't really felt get strong before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was interesting. So I it does definitely increase strength in areas that are underutilized in the leg. So when you wore those shoes, yeah. did they stink? No, because I put powder in them. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 oh, my goodness. <laughs> I never bought into those yeah. because I had friends who would wear them, and after like a week... I could just well, smell their feet, well, and they the, would wash yeah. them, and it still wouldn't, like... Yeah, the first day I wore it, I just... Ooh. My foot had, like, a lot of sweat was in there. Yeah. So I just bought powder and started powdering it down after that. All right, so here are some um, workouts that, if you do want to try this method, you want to increase gains, stability, and all that stuff, um, here are four exercises that you can do barefoot. Uh, lunges. Sprints. Ooh, I don't know about that. If you're well, yeah, on a mat or well, turf, it's gonna be a nice or, soft surface. Yeah, yeah. Um, deadlifts, like we said, and push-ups. Push-ups, I understand. Yeah. I have a lot of my clients, and you know, a lot of balance to the toes. Exactly. Yeah. I'll have a lot of my clients do push-ups and planks and yeah. and sit-ups at home without yeah. shoes. Yeah, we underutilize our toes because they're in these huge shoes. You know, so people don't have that same sensory tactile information that strengthens the toes and the foot. Yeah. All right, so we have one more topic for you guys. Sorry if this this episode is a little short. Again, we thought we were going to have a guest on tonight, mm-hmm. so we are doing the best we can. But uh, we have a research that shows that there is a dark side to wearing fitness trackers. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Now, uh, you guys always see me with my Polar Watch when <laughs> I come on the show. I am such a big advocate and i think there's a a lot of upside to wearing fitness trackers you know you can get instant motivation i know when i'm working out and i didn't hit my goal i will literally stay on you know whatever piece of equipment i'm on for longer so that i can hit my goal i love feeling that achievement when my watch says you know you reach your goal and it vibrates and says you did it (laughs) woohoo 
<laughs> Gives you that little positive affirmation. Yeah, yeah, or when I get good sleep, I'm like, wow, I'm getting good sleep. You know, this is motivating me in a way that I really didn't motivate myself so, but, before. But now, if you forget it at home, is your day ruined? Oh, man. And so, okay, so these are the downsides of uh, these fitness trackers. I mean, did I really work out if I wasn't wearing it? <laughs> you know, did those calories burn? Yeah, did it count? <laughs> so, and I, I've talked to other people about this. Um, you can get addicted. And I think once you're on the extreme uh, with anything, if you're on one side of the, the you know, table and you're too extreme, it's, it's not going to be good. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, if you go to the gym, you forget your fitness tracker, you shouldn't go home just to get it. You should still work out and maybe manually put it in. Yeah, it's the same thing with cell phones that we feel so naked. And so it's almost like you have to be aware of getting dependent, on again, on something else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's getting to the point where technology is even incorporating um, and, uh, I guess, joining up with Google, um, Levi's clothes, different, you know, technologies where your garments are going to be able to even track how much you're breathing if you're getting enough um, air into your lungs. It's crazy. Um, It's your oxygen, CO2, pH, hydration and blood pressure. All through the future. I think that'll be our like our next addiction is like just tracking ourselves, biohacking. Yeah, and they, yeah. it's even to the point where they're talking about internal microchips and digital tattoos. Could be useful, could be scary. <laughs> and, and that's where I'm like, well, wait, how do we really feel about living with technology in or on our bodies 24-7? I think it's such a cool concept, but um, in a capitalistic society, I think it could affect so much, whether you're insured or whether, you know. And that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. If you have health insurance, yeah. you know, and you want, um, you know, a certain life insurance, they may look at your tracker and exactly. say, Exactly. Nope, we're not going to give it to you. You're but, not qualified but for it. at the same time, you now have the information that, hey, maybe I can do something about this. So, yeah. you know. Well, I think, uh, again, it goes, it, yeah. it's back and forth. But I like the fact that, um, you know, I see doctors who will prescribe their patients to do certain things. And now I feel like those doctors can hold them more accountable because they could tap in while I'm looking at your fitness tracker and you're not putting in enough steps. And this is going to be a huge health issue because I know so many times where people have gone in to the doctor or even my clients come into me. Oh no, I've been, I've been working out. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I haven't seen you, I've been working out every day. And you know better, but you don't have a fitness tracker to say, Hey, exactly. So this is very interesting. What do you guys think about it? Do you think, you know, there is a downside to fitness trackers? Do you think the future of fitness trackers, like what I'm talking about, the it's, it's almost, I feel like we're in the jet Jetsons, you know, like the, it's, it's going to be crazy. Do you feel like that's going overboard where we'll have microchips or even our clothing will be able to access that information? I I mean, I think if it can be done ethically and responsibly, it's more information is always going to be better, but you know, the ethical and responsible part are the the hardest things we have in society to accomplish. I'm definitely open to trying this stuff. I don't know about a chip that goes inside me, but anything that I could wear or put on, I am in favor of. I'm game. Yeah, I think I feel you on that one. 
All right, you guys. So that's all we have for the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned something. If you guys have anything that you want us to research or to talk about, let us know because we love hearing from you. Um, Actually, I'm going to pull up one of you guys who left a comment. We'll give a shout out to some of our listeners. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Our latest comment comes from Awana Scott. Thanks for watching Awana Scott. She says, I love this show. It's very informative and motivating. So thank you, Awana Scott. Um, Hopefully, you know, you can tell us more how you're motivated or what you're doing or what you've learned from our show. Tandy Pope, I really appreciate the show. It is great. And um, I love that they added it to the BHL lineup. So Tandy, thank you for that. We're happy to be on BHL um, doing what we love to do. Yeah, and I think maybe next week we'll get maybe a call-in number and have viewers call in if they have any questions. (sighs) That would be cool. Okay, we'll work on that um, so you guys can call in. And if you guys are reading fitness books out there, I just started reading um, Wheat Belly. Oh, okay. Very interesting. I'll elaborate next week, but what I am learning... (laughs) life-changing i'm excited so you gotta stay tuned all right you guys we'll see you next week on fit club where can they find you shaka you can find me on twitter instagram and snapchat at shaka strong and you guys can find me at fitwithfallon.com or on ig at fitwithfallon we'll see you next time bye guys from executives kevin undergaro dario Kristen, tiana hobson and the entire bhl staff we would like to thank you for supporting black hollywood live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.